Welcome to the Live Exposed podcast. This is the podcast that is designed to help you break free from the fake life you've been living and live in actual freedom, the life you were actually meant to live. We're so glad you tuned in, and we hope you enjoy this episode. And if you do love what we're talking about, please hit the subscribe button, follow us. Also, uh, be sure to share this podcast with your friends and family and help them experience the life that they were meant to live. So, here to help you navigate your path to freedom is the host of the Live Exposed podcast, Mr. Reggie Brock. Well, hello again and welcome back to this episode of Live Exposed. I am Reggie Brock. It's been three weeks and I'm dying to talk to you again. Uh, I needed some time to kind of reflect and refocus myself. I needed some time to kind of refresh myself. And honestly, what I really paused in my time to do was really recalibrate what I really felt this section or this next session of my podcast would look like. If you followed me for 30 weeks, you know it's just by primarily been me talking to you. And what a blessing it's been to hear the testimonies that have come back from so many of you saying, um, that the podcast had been so helpful, the information so useful. Listen, as I've said from the beginning, I want to provide you information that's transformational. I don't want you just to listen to another podcast because you've got nothing else to do. I want you eagerly awaiting new news, good news every week that if you apply to your life, it can literally transform you from where you are to where you want or need to be. And that's what my mission has been, and I think that's been accomplished. So I want to thank you who have traveled with me for 30 weeks, right? Weekend and week out. And you've commented to me and and you've interacted with me. It's been a blessing. My heart is full today. And, you know, kind of as I look back on the 30 weeks that we had together before, I wanted to really think about what I could do that would enhance your life even greater, not just with my voice, but people's voice in my life that has mattered. And so the next few weeks, I don't know how long it's going to be, but I'm going to bring guests on with me who have said things to me that have changed my life. And many of them, as the guest, my guest today, can uh, I can attribute to him, he has said more than one thing over my life that's mattered. And one thing that's happened to me over these three weeks off is I've realized, and I want you to hear me when I say this, we should not take life so casually. We just shouldn't. There are things that we are missing in our life because we're just casually unaware. We've just kind of like gotten this lazy boat of life and we're kind of rolling down the road and whatever happens, happens. And we're just not really, we're missing so many opportunities and moments that matter. And here's what I'm going to encourage you starting today to do. I want you to memorialize moments that matter. And I'm going to share with you one of those moments that happened to me last Saturday with my guest. But listen, if, if it matters today, there's a reason. And I want you to ask when you hear something that, you've, that, that really moves you, I want you just not to be moved, but I want you to find out why. That's what kind of started really bouncing in my brain in the last couple of weeks is, Reggie, you're missing moments that matter. And I want you to start memorializing them because what you hear today probably will help you tomorrow as well. Can I encourage you to do that? 
I want you to ask yourself when you hear something, why did what I just heard stir me the way it did and why am I so interested? You see, we miss moments that matter because we're too casual about our lives. I would ask yourself this question. Why can't you get away from what you heard? You know, it just kind of sticks to you like glue on your inside. And so these are the kind of things that you need to memorialize. You need to write down. Listen, this podcast is about that for me, honestly. It's allowing me to memorialize things that I just don't want to forget that matter not only to me, but to you. Figure out the why behind the moment is what I'm asking you. You hear stuff from people every day that you brush off as insignificant and you live your life like that. There's so many precious opportunities that you're just casually passing by and seem uninterested in. And I believe that those are the moments that can literally capture, start changing perspective and results in your life. And guys, let me tell you something. I am now intentional about these moments that matter. How about you? I mean, are, are, do you find yourself just kind of looking for things from voices from people that you can apply to your life? And do you do anything with it? Or the last time you heard something that moved you, what did you do with it? Did you ask yourself why or did you just casually move on? I'm telling you that casual moving on mentality is robbing you of great moments in your life that I'm asking you to embrace now. I'm asking you now uh, to receive and not just hear, but receive and take action on. This became important to me last Saturday. Uh, I had the opportunity and I, I, I wanna introduce to you my guest today. Uh, his name is Danny Duval. Danny and I have known each other since I guess we were five, six years old or something like that. Our dads, and I'll let him talk about that in just a second, but our dads were uh, ministers together in the state of Arkansas, um, and there's a lot of story to that as well, but Danny and I then, you know, and I can say it now because he's not close enough to me to shut me down here with what I'm about to say, but uh, Danny, I, I thought Danny and I were going to play high school together, high school football together. We didn't, uh, kind of an odd situation. Um, and uh, actually, it's still sore to him because if he had, his coach would have welcomed me, and I don't want to bring up my hurts on the show today, <laughs> but I, we would have won a state championship in Arkansas. That I do know. Uh, but then Danny and I played college football together. Uh, he was a quarterback. I played tight end. Um, and we were roommates for a while. But the thing about Danny Duval that mattered to me is when he talked, I listened. Because things came out of his mouth that happened to me 40 years ago with him in a locker room or in our uh, uh, dorm room. He said things that I still think about today. And Danny, thank you for being on with me today. And uh, I'm, I'm hoping today's gonna be a good time, but more importantly, the words that you say resonate with people and help them in their journey. Welcome to the podcast today, buddy. Well, what a delight, Reggie, to spend this time with you and, and all of your friends and colleagues that are, are building their future and grasping the moments of importance that yeah. you are encouraging them to do. I tell you, just listening to you uh, and the few minutes I've been on 
it's just inspiring to me because it's such a thrill. You know, like you said, I've known you since you were, well, since we were five years old. And the yeah. story that he didn't tell you, <laughs> my dad was going to follow Reggie's dad at a church. And we were in children's church. And the director said, oh, um, your dad is the one that's going to take Reggie's dad's place. Yeah. Reggie's father and family was going on to their next assignment. And Reggie being five years old, but is not going to let any body take his dad's place and Reggie you took me outside after church and wore me out I remember crying behind the shrubs at this church thinking what kind of guy is this and from you know somehow some way I've spent my life with you in the huddle yeah you know building things together and what you're telling everyone about grasping this moments uh, in our life that matter is so important I heard a statement the other day uh, and I think with your podcast, everyone is doing this. Uh, the speaker said, write it down or write it off. Oh, that's good. Write it down or just write it off. Well, we don't want to write off these powerful, life-penetrating statements and principles that's going to take us to the place we really want to go to. So it's a joy to be with you today. Yeah. So you have always been, in my mind, as consistent a human being as I've ever met. And I think that's a high compliment. And the reason I say that is because, I mean, you like me, like everybody, have had high highs and lows um, and challenges, wins and losses. And boy, we, served, we, we, we had a great time together, but thank God the four years at Evangel we spent was not, you know, our success was not measured on the uh, uh, football field all the time, but we had a lot of great moments, right? And um, Absolutely. Yeah. And so I, there, you said something to me the other day as we were playing golf in, in Birmingham and what a joy that was, us just being able to hang out and then Connie and I with you and Galen and Daly at dinner. It was just, it was just, it was, it was one of those moments that I'm just like, I will remember for a long time. But you said something that I will not forget. And it was one of those moments that inspired me to have you on the call today. And I want you to talk about this. You said when it comes to really building, having and maintaining a relationship, Really, there's, and there's probably more than two, but these two angles in relationships um, are, are choices in relationships people make that determine a whole lot. And you said one of them is what you call, I think, a covenant relationship. And I think the second one you talked about was a contractual relationship. Can you talk a little bit about that? Because what, what mattered to me when you said that was there's a difference and the tight and the, if the depth of the relationship has a lot to do with 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 which path you choose, whether I'm in covenant with you or I'm in a, some type of contractual relationship, I probably just messed that up. But can you like talk about those two things and the impact on relationships that it has? No, I think you defined it perfectly, and we'll get into it a little bit further. But just uh, getting into the the story behind you know the walls of my own heart and mind i'm just in the early morning uh you know perusing over where i am uh with life with resources with direction with intentionality with relationships and as i'm perusing through the people in my life i began to think about one relationship that i had invested uh, a lifetime in 30 years. And to be quite honest with you, it didn't turn out how I wanted or hoped 
hoped or thought or dreamed or was, or was really uh, convinced it would. And as I was thinking about it, I said, oh, my goodness, I thought I had a covenant relationship with this person. But as we did life together, I found out it was just merely a contractual relationship with this person. And uh, as I began to think about that, I, I began to, you know, question, well, what is the difference between yeah. these two? And um, so I, I uh, you know, it's just basically we live, especially if we're in the business world, the air we breathe is a contractual understanding and a, a contract is, is something that we understand. We have cell phone contracts. We have mortgage contracts. We have contracts that we do in business. And in a contract, you're simply saying, I will give you something. And in return, you will give me a service or a product. Yeah. It has terms that are defined. And if it's defective on either side of that contract, we'll just say, hey, we need to uh, devote, you know, cut this contract off. And we do that so much in business. We do that so much in society. We do that so much in life. If we are not careful, we just totally transpose that into the way we do relationships. Yeah. And so we get into these relationships that become what I would call utility relationships. Explain that and a little bit. Utility. A utility or utilitarian relationship is one, it really is almost another way of, of, of revealing if you have a contractual relationship with yeah. someone. You as long as you are providing this service for me, then we're good. But the moment this service is not at the level of quality that I think it ought to be, then it, it's not servicing my needs or the utility that I'm looking for from you, then it needs to be made null and void. Yeah. Well, that's what makes the world go around in our society. But I believe, Reggie, in the depth of the human heart, there is an intrinsic need of all of us to have a few relationships, not all of our relationships, that go much deeper than some utility, some service. You produce for me, I'll take care of this. Yeah. And we move into something that is, I would call, a covenant relationship. Well, if a, if a contractual relationship is something where we have defined terms, you do this, I do this, a covenant has no defined terms. It is more of a status of being. Wow. It is a status of, uh, that is more like, well, I mean, you know, like in a vow, you might say for better or for worse yeah. through it all. And sometimes we, we get so busy that we think, man, just let me go. Just let me run fast. 
But I think if we spend our lives and we don't pause on one of these moments like you're sharing with everyone that's listening now, a powerful moment of inventory of asking ourselves, are my relationships contractual or do I have a few covenant relationships or at least am I trying to cultivate some covenant relationships. I want to tell you, Reggie, uh, I I think everyone needs to take note of this. You know, we're wondering right now here, this is July of 2022. And the the real question economically is, hey, what's the economy going to be in the fall? What are we looking for? Is there going to be a recession? Hopefully not, maybe so. But there is definitely a a recession of masculine friendships post-COVID that is undeniable. I, you know, I looked up a little bit of uh, what's going on 30 years ago. 55% of American men would say, I've got six or more close friends. So over half the men could say, I've got six close friends that is probably close to a, a covenant relationship with friends. Now, 30 years later, only 27% of men say, I have six or more close friends. Wow. So you know what that means? That means 73% of the men, and I know there's ladies listening too, but 73% of the men that you meet in the workforce that's working with you, beside you, above you, beneath you, 73% of those guys don't have more than six close friends. And, and 15% of American men say they have zero close friends. Oh, all I need to do is make a living and do my honeydews and maybe carve out just a little time for my interest or my heart or my hobby. And so I, I think we're really missing a little bit of human intentionality of relationship if we don't examine what covenant friendships are. We can talk a little bit more yeah, about that. So tell that. me this, what do we miss in life when we lack a covenant relationship? Well, you know, I really, really think that um, this covenant relationship is deep embedded within the human heart throughout history and across cultures. Yeah. I don't know if you remember when uh, you were a little kid watching Gunsmoke or some of those old black and white uh, westerns that that you walked in when your papa in Paris, Arkansas was watching you was up on the yeah. hill looking down over that, you know, that beautiful lake. Uh, that lake, yeah. But he was watching Gunsmoke or he was, you know, rawhide or whatever. And, and, and the white man would go in with the Native American and they built something, they built some trust. Mm-hmm. And they would get out a blade and they would cut a covenant and they would share the life source of both of them. They were sharing life source. Wow. And they would mix blood. I mean, even kids out here, you know, playing cowboys and Indians. I did that stupidity, you know, I would do that. Yeah. And, and I give you so. But, but it, it wasn't just it wasn't just a biblical covenant with patriarchal, you know, Christian leaders. It wasn't just cowboys and, and Native Americans across cultures. Strangers would cross paths and trust would be developed 
at such a deep level that covenants were made. Wow. And when you start thinking about what is the nature of covenants, and you start saying, well, do I have any friends like this? Or am I cultivating any friends yeah. like this? Then you start looking at what is the nature of covenant. And uh, it's, I think, three things, probably more, but three main things is there is a deep sense of protection for one another. If you're in covenant with someone you are going to give yourself to protecting them. There wasn't any, any questions. If someone, uh, if you were in covenant with someone and someone was attacking you, you didn't ask for the details. You didn't say, okay, tell me, what did you do? What did they do? You know, what was, you, you just go, you yeah. just go, okay, okay. I mean, the covenant's already there. That's all. The trust is already built. We'll, you know, if you want to share the details later, I mean, I mean, we all deeply, as busy as we are trying to make a living, trying to get to the new place, need three or four people in our life that if we were attacked or came under the gun without even having to un unfold all the details, they were just there yeah. for protection. So they were just there. Yeah. You know, so I, you know, I would ask you, I'd ask myself, I'd ask everyone listening if if some unexpected unpleasant circumstance hit you in the in the mouth yeah have you cultivated some relationships with where your phone would be ringing and say i'm there i'm there so protection is one wow. thing you know and there was also provision you know like uh okay i know what you're made out of but you know do you need a bridge I mean, I, I want to be there to bridge these moments. And I think, I know in my own heart, always checking the things that uh, derail me from what I'm intended to be. And greed is one of the big things. You know, you're just trying to get ahead. You're just, you just work under so much pressure and what you're responsible for. There's, there's, there's so much responsible responsibilities that you just let, let's work, 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 work. So we can breathe a little bit, but you know, of all the vacuums in our life, I know in my life, maybe greed is there. And am I a covenant friend to, to provide somebody to give someone a springboard to get to where they are. But so that, you know, there's a protection uh, element. There is a provision. I mean, just think about the early days of our, our country when the pilgrims uh, were starving and they made friends with indigenous people. And on that first Thanksgiving day, if you saw the bounty that the Native Americans brought to the pilgrims, they didn't just do that for no reason at all. There was a, a blossoming of, uh, and of trust and, and really covenant relationship yeah. that, uh, that meant protection. And then finally, there's a protraction. There was protection, provision. It's, it's a protraction. It's a, it's a, 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 a relationship that has no end, that nothing can, you know, terminate it. 
And uh, I think one of the things that you and I have enjoyed, we had our 40, 40th or 45th football reunion uh, the other day. And, and man, I tell you what, these guys that I had been in the trenches with, that we'd bled with, that we'd sacrificed for, for victories and defeats in the locker room with, you know, I hadn't seen them for decades and they would walk in with all their battle scars of life and, some of them had gone through surgeries, blocking from me and you. Some of them, you know, had gone through family crises. And when I saw them, I didn't care what anybody thought about me. I, I just hugged the guys. Yeah. And I hugged them, and I wouldn't let them go. And I know that's probably uncomfortable with <laughs> how long I hugged them, Reggie. But it was like, <laughs> I don't I hadn't seen you in yeah. 30. I hadn't seen you in 30, but you're not getting out of my life. So, you know, those are some few things about, uh, about covenant relationships that we can talk to. And there, you know, I know that you're all about the pyramid and we can talk about the pyramid of, uh, of the breakdown of relationships of, of what's happening. If we, if you want to dig a little bit deeper, but what, what's your take? What are you feeling when I, when well, I mean, when you, when you were saying that, I mean, I went back to our last, you know, our reunion too, honestly. And I'm sitting there going like, there was a common thread that time and misunderstanding even couldn't take from us. When we walked in the room, there was a sense of team because I think of the covenant relationships that has endured everything, right? I mean, coach, I mean, our, our coach and mentor to a large degree of life has been Denny Duran. And if you people don't know who he is, you need to look him up. You talk about a man um, who has a mouthful of understanding and wisdom, um, that he can sprinkle over you. This dude was it. And uh, now he ran a complicated offense, (laughs) (laughs) but you know, when we got in that room together after 40 something years, I, it was palatable. I mean, I could feel still the things that I felt 40, 45 years ago with these guys hadn't seen most of them in decades, like you said, but then he said something that I think is a great caveat to what you said that I, while you were speaking, I thought about, he said this, he said, and he looked at me specifically and pulled me aside specifically. And he said, I've known that you've had ups and downs. I don't know what degree they are, but he said, I think I know why you have gone from extreme high to extreme low. And so I'm sitting there just why? And he says, because once you left here, you left a team and see, I think covenant relationships create a team that protects, provides, and protracts each other in a way that the world does not just understand. And so for me, it was enlightenment where I went like, you know what? I need to be on a team and I need to be in covenant with people so that when, you know, because he said to me, you fought battles hard and you've won, but it's depleted you. And see, that's the other thing about these covenant relationships as I was listening to you, I I can draw resource and I can draw strength and protection, as you mentioned, and I'm not battling by myself. And I say that to you who are listening, you're depleted. You feel and sense like life is fighting you and you're by yourself. And and the issue is you're probably right because you have chosen uh, the path by yourself 
to fight the life that comes your direction. And so as Danny said today, I think you need to find these covenant relationships and get on a team that matters, who have the same goals and aspirations and hopes for one another and stay committed to those relationships and don't walk away from them. That's kind of my take. Reggie, uh, we were laughing about this, but uh, uh, against a team that you had to line up against a linebacker yeah. that was uh, drafted by the NFL. And I'm, I, I want to bring in this analogy to everyone about relationships. We were playing this team in college, and they had a pass rush, and they had a man's man playing linebacker that you had to deal with the whole yeah. time. But not very this, well. Well, I, I can I can see you breaking the open, but this is the reality that I was under under the pressure of that. I just want everybody to kind of paint a picture of their pressure, their family life, their business life. You're taking the snap, you're dropping back, you're making a read, and and you're gonna you got hardly any time to put the ball in the right place. The stands are full. The, the, you're behind on the scoreboard. The clock is ticking. It's all going against you. And all I could do, all I could do was drop back, plant my foot, read where the open space was, and let go of the ball. And here's what I want to say. Trust that yeah. you were making the break where we always practice. Because – because you, there's times when you would throw the ball at the strongs at the safety, and you go like, I, "That's where I got to put the ball, that one slot." And if Reggie or whoever does not make that cut and get in the right spot, it's going to yeah. be interception. I'm going to get jerked. I'm going to yell yeah. at everybody. Screams. Going to make fun of me. But that's covenant relationship. Yeah. It was the only choice I had. It was the only move I could make. I got to get the ball where he's going, and I got to trust that he's going to get there. And, uh, uh, you know, I mean, that was one of my best uh, delivering the ball days when I was trusting my receivers. And, um, you know, boy, are we developing that kind of friendship yeah. You know, who do we, who, who, who are these people that we would even want to dare go that deep with? And I, I think the answer to that is what kind of person do we want to be like? Yeah. You know, what kind of person do we want to be like? And, you know, not everybody's ahead of you in every area and it's not even a, a, a rating scale, but that's what you were saying about coach Duran. I mean, he walked in there and he commanded our attention and he would speak and we would listen. Yeah. And we wanted to be liking. Yeah. Well, you mentioned something else that was interesting to me. You said, you know, you dropped back, you found a spot and you, we had practiced that over and over and over. I think to be good at covenant relationship, you got to practice it. I mean, you just got to find time in your day to do things that are going to create what you want by practicing to get better. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So some of the confidence you had was that we had run that route hundreds of times. 
and you knew pretty well, whether it was me, John, Skip, whoever it was going to be, that somebody, if they were, if unless I'd been knocked off path or unless I just like forgot my route, there should be that connection at the point of the ball, so to speak, because we've been there and it became kind of rhythm and cadence for us. And I don't think you can overlook that when it comes to developing uh, covenant relationships. Doesn't happen overnight. No, it takes patience, takes practice, and it takes a commitment to over and over and over until we get in timing. Oh, and and, and just, uh, absolutely. And you knew I was dependent on you getting into that space. Yeah, I mean, they would try to knock you off, they'd shove you at the line of scrimmage, but you knew somehow, some way, you had to get to that space. And, you know, you were going to give everything you had. I think one thing about covenant relationship is is sometimes you you think you're in covenant with someone and then uh, they start looking at, you know, productivity instead of status, brotherhood, friendship, family. And they start and they not everyone you think you're in covenant relationship is going to get to the open spot regardless. <laughs> That's right. And, and so I, I would just like to encourage everyone that has just been encouraged by listening to uh, this conversation about powerful moments of relationship that, um, you know, we're all going to have those scars. And I mean, on the other side, of, man, you didn't get to that space. I thought you were going to be there and you weren't. I mean, this relationship is not what I thought it was. You, you can't let bitterness eat you up. You can't give up on cultivating new friendships. You, you hope the best for that person that was just a contractual friendship. Uh, but please, please don't spend your life in the emptiness of a world with no covenant friendships. Wow. You weren't built to be that way. And uh, it may be a business practice of how you get from this level to net the next level. But there's something about relationships. And I think even in the business world, people are starting to recognize the value of relationships in business and yeah. the depth of loyalty and doing what you said and being there. And um, it's great oh. to fulfill a contract, but it's another level when you are what you claim to be. <laughs> That's exactly right. Buddy, that was great. As we close today's podcast, I, there's something else I want to talk about real quickly um, that I think if people can get their hands on, it'll make a difference in their life. And you wrote a book um, that's called uh, Right Guy, Wrong Guy. And talk a little bit about that because it's, I know you have two daughters and I was there when one of them was born and watched the other one grow up too. So we love H- H- Hadley and Daly. And so uh, you wrote this book specifically geared around what and what's the use of it and how can people uh, get a hold of it? Well, uh, you know, you can you can be a guide, you can be on a you know wonderful trajectory toward good things. But if you got a couple of daughters or a daughter, and and she gets messed up with a creep or somebody that's going to destroy your life, your your world can go downhill 
real quick. You know, you know what a dad and his daughters are all about. Yeah. And, and I had these two beautiful, you know, daughters that were just, you know, moving in their teenage years. And I said, I want to give them a fatherly insight on young men and the kind of guys that have character and those guys who send little signals that they don't. And so, you know, I teamed up uh, with a book in the Bible, the book of Jude, where it said certain men have creeped into your life. And I, I wrote a a book to my daughters on the character of creeps, (laughs) contrasting it with young men of purpose and intentionality and uh, so it's kind of a daddy plus experience in a locker room, plus this journey uh, with this letter in the Bible. And I tell you what's happening, Reggie, daddies who really want to have a centerpiece of conversation with their daughters. You know, I mean, even though guys don't like to read as much, it's not that hard of a book. They just kind of read this and then they have this discussion with their daughters. And when some guys acting like a jerk or creek they'll say hey remember chapter four dan duval was talking about this signal and so the daughters are saying oh yeah it's not just daddy throwing this you know guy you know to the curb it's like yeah i I see that so i mean really if they would like this i'd like to get in their hands of anyone it's called a right guy wrong guy how to uh choosing Mr. Right in a world of wrongs. And boy, we know there's a lot of wrongs. Yeah. But they can just email me at Danny Duvall, the number five at gmail.com. Danny Duvall, D-A-N-N-Y-D-U-V-A-L-L, the number five at gmail.com. And we'll get them the information about how to get it. And yeah. uh, we'll have to be a blessing of <laughs> to their family and hopefully uh, keep a creep out of their their family. Yeah, man. How powerful, how powerful, buddy. I appreciate your time guys. Listen, take time and memorialize this moment. You have heard things today that you're going to need, not just today, but tomorrow do yourself a favor and write these down, put them into practice. This is transformational information. You just don't need a bunch of hanger owners in your life. You just don't need, and you don't need to be a hanger owner to everybody else you come in contact with. Find a group, a team of covenant relationships that can help transform your life from where it is to where it should be. Danny, thanks for your time today. It was great to be with you. Guys, reach out to him, get that book. And until next week, God bless you all and thank you for your time. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Live Exposed with Reggie Brock. In fact, if you did, go ahead and rate the podcast and give us some feedback. We'd love to hear from you. We also would love if you subscribe to the podcast and also shared it with your friends and family. They would probably enjoy it as well. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you guys next week as we continue down the journey that leads to ultimate freedom through living the life that you were meant to live.